Hello there, and welcome to the Palmal Doughboys podcast, a World War I history podcast keeping alive the memory of what is often called the Forgotten War. Coming to you from Sergeant Alvin C. York State Historic Park in Palmal, Tennessee, on the banks of the Wolf River. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Ranger Brady. So, we would like to say welcome to our inaugural or introductory episode uh, for the Palmaldo Boys podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us. We just wanted to take this time to sort of explain and tell you a little bit about the podcast and the, the format and what you can expect from it, um, as well as tell a little bit about who we are and why we are starting this podcast. So, first off, a little bit about the park. We are at Sergeant Alvin C. York State Historic Park, and it's located nine miles north of Jamestown in Palmal, Tennessee, and it pays tribute to Alvin York. And Alvin became well known at the end of World War I for his actions on October 8, 1918, in the Meuse-Argonne um, that earned him the Congressional Medal of Honor, uh, and then subsequently the Saturday Evening Post article that was written that recounted his events and uh, more or less made, made him famous. The park itself includes a visitor center that is modeled after uh, the York's general store that he owned and operated. It's actually in the same building. And the biggest thing would be his two-story house that he lived in uh, after he came back and after it was built, which we'll cover all that later in some of our other episodes. There's also a gristmill that they owned and operated for a while the York Bible School nearby, and other various picnic facilities uh, right there on the, the banks of the Wolf River, like I said earlier. The York Farm was designated a National Historic Landmark in 1977. Just outside the park are the Wolf River Methodist Church, uh, where he experienced his religious conversion, and the Wolf River Cemetery, which includes the burial site of Sergeant York and his wife, Miss Gracie. While these properties are not owned by the park, uh, they are accessible as part of the driving tour or other means of getting there. Uh, and talking about Sergeant York, how most people know him is the uh, the movie that was made in the 1940s starring Gary Cooper uh, that retold his tale, and it really embedded him in the minds of many Americans, even still today. A lot of the people that we get that comes into the park, uh, they talk about how they watched the, the movie growing up and how much of an impact it made on them, uh, and they wanted to come you know, they usually say they want to come and pay tribute to him, and they want to come in and see uh, the differences maybe between the movie and the actual things that happened, uh, or just, you know, see see the place where he did live. And, of course, that movie is a, a very simplified version of the story, but, you know, that was 1940s Hollywood, and again, we'll talk about that as well. That's a whole, uh, that could be a whole series, and we might do that, talking about that. But don't worry if you are unfamiliar with his story uh, or you would even like to learn even more about uh, the details of his life. We will for sure be talking more about that at length in future episodes. So just a little bit about me. My name is David Brady and I've been a Tennessee State Park Ranger for over six years now. I recently transferred from Frozen Head State Park to here at Sergeant Alvin C. York State Historic Park. And I've always been you know, a big fan of history, a history buff, you know, as, as people call themselves. And uh, even in high school, I was part of, uh, it was called the Legio Alude Quintus, which was just the Fifth Legion. Uh, it was a Roman soldier reenacting group, and uh, we would go around in full kit to different places and uh, reenact just life as a Roman soldier. And it's one of those things that I've always just 
loved learning about history and all types of history, especially more or less, you could say, experiencing it myself, um, you know, by putting myself in these reenacting situations, you, you really make a, a good connection with the history. And talking about special connection, I feel like I have a special connection with World War One as well, which, you know, as mo- many people do, um, but my great-grandfather was part of the famous 30th Division, Old Hickory, um, and we'll be covering, that'll be a whole series in and of itself, talking about that, a very, very interesting uh, topic and situation that they were in. And one of the big things that really brought it to life and made that connection for me was our family was lucky enough to have his personal letters that he wrote back while he was on the front lines uh, that he was writing to his sweetheart who would you know, later become his wife. But uh, we have all those and those were saved. So it's, it's a real intimate way to get to, to see into the life of someone from you know, over 100 years ago and in these situations. It's, again, something that really makes a connection and, and makes it more real instead of just all the, the black and white footage of World War One that you always see that doesn't have any sound and it's all jittery. It really brings it to life. And that is something that I try to keep in mind anytime I'm doing a program here at the park is I want to help people make that connection, whether they have connections to World War One or any sort of military history, but specifically World War One. Uh, even if they don't have that connection, I like being able to just help make it that much more real for them um, and not just something they see in a history book or read in a history book. Uh, there are also four other full-time employees here at the park, and they'll make appearances from time to time here on the podcast, and we'll let them introduce themselves whenever they do come on, uh, but you'll be hearing from them in the future. So, on this podcast, the basic layout, we're going to try and post at least every other week, so it'd be twice a month. The episodes will probably range anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes, uh, or we may have special guests on. We will kind of get a a feel for that as it goes, but we're shooting to have at least 20 to 30 minute uh, regular episodes every other week, uh, like I said, so twice a month you can expect to, to see a post. And we plan on talking about other World War I history in general, uh, as well as other topics related to Alvin. But this podcast won't be all about Alvin and his life, but we will use it. We'll use his life as a jumping off point to cover a wide range of topics, even a little bit outside of World War I, parts of history that he kind of, uh, I guess you could say, rubbed elbows with and, and that he had a little bit of experience with even outside of World War I and what he was really known for. So the first few episodes will be focused on Alvin and his story and his life, but as we progress, we will cover those other topics. So just to give you an idea of the list of topics that I have uh, and that we have here, a few would be, you know, how did World War I start, which... Not an easy subject to cover, but, you know, we'll, we'll break it down. Who was the Archduke Franz Ferdinand? Uh, what was trench warfare, and how and why did it start? Why was the death toll so high in World War I? Uh, we'll talk and discuss about, um, you know, war industrialization and mechanization. We'll talk about artillery, machine guns, tanks, trenches, barbed wire, and dugouts, and the AEF Siberia uh, expedition, and the Kidnap the Kaiser plot, and Senator George Norris and his uh, opposition to World War I, and uh, many other things. We'll, we'll cover a wide range of topics, and there will be some episodes that will be, you could consider them a deep dive, where we may take several episodes to cover one topic a little bit more in depth, and we 
are going to take some episodes where it's just more of a you know overview, a 10,000 foot overview of the subject just to, to make people familiar with some of the different things that went on in World War I. But thank you for joining us for this first introductory episode of the Pal Mal Doughboys podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at palmaldoughboys at gmail.com. That's P-A-L-L-M-A-L-L-D-O-U-G-H-B-O-Y-S. So that's palmaldoughboys at gmail.com. Or you can check out our park Facebook page, the Sergeant Alvin C. York State Historic Park Facebook page, or our state website that we have uh, for the park itself. And you'll be able to follow this link in the episode description, as long as I can make sure I get it to work. If you would like to donate to the park or find out more information about the park itself, and those donations go straight to the park, and it helps us purchase equipment to improve this show here, as well as purchasing programming resources for interpretation here at the park. So if you follow that link and donate on our website to the park itself, uh, that money will stay here with the park, and we'll be able to use it and put it to good use towards programming and telling the story uh, of what is, again, often called the Forgotten War. Please consider subscribing to the podcast here and leaving us a rating and review and sharing us with your friends, which, you know, only costs a minute or two of your time. doesn't cost you anything. And one last thing, I'd like to give a shout-out to Vario Watches. Uh, they have a ton of awesome watches. They are Swiss movement watches. Beautiful watches. They're really great. Run really well and um, really well made. Uh, but I would like to specifically mention their 1918 trench watch. It is actually modeled after many similar trench watches that became prevalent in World War I and uh, were worn in the trenches by the men that came about from changing with uh, pocket watches to the wristwatch, which that's something we'll talk about in and of itself. But I would just like to thank Vario Watches. If you could, go check them out. I'll leave a link in the description for them to check out their website. They've got a great watch, especially if you're into reenacting and you want a good quality watch to go with your kit for if you ever do any World War I reenacting. I would highly suggest the 1918 trench watch that they have. So check them out and see if it would be a good fit for your reenacting gear. Thanks again, and we hope you join us on the next episode of the Pal Mal Doughboys podcast.